Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 216, Interviews with the NWTF Board of Directors Candidates, and I am your host and the guy who saw his first deer at the new hunting club this past weekend. Pretty exciting times. What also is exciting is that we are 86 days, 17 hours, 0 minutes, and 11 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So if you've been listening to the show for the last several weeks, you know that I really haven't deer hunted a whole lot this season. And so Saturday afternoon actually was my second time to hunt the new hunting club property. And I went and sat on a food plot and right at dark, I mean almost too dark to even be able to see it with my binoculars, a deer came out in the back of the food plot. And I began to question myself, is that really a deer that I'm looking at through my binoculars? So I got my flashlight out because it was time for me to go anyway and shine down in the field and saw the two eyeballs looking back at me. So so that was my first confirmed live deer sighting at the new hunting club property. And I really do expect that that's the first of many deer to be seen, but it'd be nice to see one when it's not too dark to shoot. So today I have interviews with the final two candidates for the NWTF Board of Directors. Now, our ballots must be received by January the 4th, 2019. So we need to get those completed and mailed in very soon for our input on the direction of the NWTF to be heard. I'll walk you guys through all of the details about voting before the end of the show, but now let's talk to Don Herbert from Kansas, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today Don Herbert, who is one of the candidates running for the NWTF Board of Directors this year, and we're going to pick Don's brain a little bit about why he's running for the Board of Directors and I'm also going to pick his brain for a turkey hunting story when we get through talking business. So, Don, how are you and where are you today? 
I'm doing great, man. I'm up in Columbus, Nebraska, working up here. And All right. uh, I work up in Nebraska quite a bit. Great turkey hunting state too, also. Yes, it is. But that's where I'm at right now, working. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into turkey hunting. Well, I got into turkey hunting through, in the 80s, I had a good friend working for then the Kansas Fishing Game. Now it's Kansas Wildlife Parks and Tourism. And this friend of mine was releasing turkeys. He he was a biologist with the state, and they were releasing turkeys. And, and at that time, I was with Ducks Unlimited, and we were doing a lot of stuff with Ducks Unlimited at the time. And, and he invited me out to watch him release some turkeys, and that got my fascination up on wild turkeys. I'd never seen one in the wild, to be honest with you, until then. And then I started seeing them around. I said, man, I'm going to start hunting them. And I remember we really didn't have much in camouflage back then. We didn't have, you know, you couldn't go anywhere and really find anybody to teach you in Kansas, teach you how to hunt them. So it took me three years to kill my first one <laughs> through trial and, and error. And I finally killed one. Then I got pro- pretty proficient out of it after that, after I figured out how to do it. Yeah. That first one can often be a booger. And, you know, I... I <laughs> I kind of get a kick out of people telling me when they find out that I'm a turkey hunter, they say, oh, I went turkey hunting one time and stupid bird walked up and I shot him and I just don't see what you get out of it. I'm thinking, all right, you found the one two-year-old in the whole county that walked up there, the deaf, dumb, and blind one. He walked up there, you shot him, and you just don't think there's any sport in it. So. I wish I'd have had that, but, you know, <laughs> taking the three years to kill my, well, it's three seasons, two years. It was my third season when I finally killed one, but me and a friend of mine, I'll never forget it. We we decided we were going to hunt him, and, and we went out and just, you know, tried different things. And one day he called me, and I said, man, I'm not going to be able to go in the morning. He went out and killed his. I was so mad. Wow. He said, I finally got him to come in to me, and he had a whole bunch of them come in to him. And, he yeah. said, you would have killed one real easy. And back then, we could only kill one bird. But I ended up later that year killing one, so it awesome. all worked out. Yeah. And I was about ready to kill him when he told me when I couldn't go and he got one. <laughs> I can understand. I can definitely understand. So tell us a little bit about why you're running for the NWTF Board of Directors, because it's a bit of a thankless job, but tell us why you're doing that well a little history is I, I ran for the state board several years ago and you know i'm not real good on dates but i'm gonna say six seven years ago mm-hmm. and i ran uh, i wanted to get on the state board to find out where our money was going you know that that's kind of what i'm a business guy and i kind of you know keep track of what's going on and and um I just wanted to see what where the money was going. So I got on the state board and then started asking a lot of questions and working my way up through there. And I finally got to the state president level. And, and you know, I started opening it up and opening it up in, to more people in the state. I, I really thought, because I didn't have a clue where all the money was going. So I thought, well, the answer is to, you know, really open it up to the people and find out where the money's going, where the money's at. And, and things going on like that and really just fell in love with it to be honest with you i just fell in love with the people i was meeting and different things like that and then i i made a commitment once i became state president to make every chapter banquet in the state of kansas i haven't quite done it yet but i'm going to finish it up this uh next year but i've made uh, well over half of them if not about three quarters of them and, and just start meeting the people and different things like that well when i started doing that I started getting some attention on the national level and, and the people, you know, I was reporting back to some people. I've got a lot of friends in the NWTF and and they started kind of pressuring me to, not pressuring, but asking me if I'd 
run for the national board. So I started questioning a little bit down at the Nashville conventions and different things like that mm-hmm. and found out that, you know, there was an interest and, and, and I thought, well, why not? And there's still some questions I got on the national board and some different things like that, that, you know, I think, um, I'd like to learn and, and I love meeting people and I'm meeting some of the greatest people I've ever met in the national wild turkey federation, made a lot of really, really good friends. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm running. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. If people who have never been to the convention and sports show in Nashville ever wonder about the organization, they can get a good feel of what it's like by showing up at the convention and just looking around at all of the thousands of volunteers. And, you know, to me, that kind of speaks volumes about the organization when that many people are willing to give their time and energy and efforts to come out there and help you know so yeah it just never ceases to amaze me the size of and the scope of it and people just don't understand it if you've never been to it the other thing they do is every uh three years i believe it is they have what they call national leadership conference and i went to my first one several years ago and and it just opened my eyes once you get to edgefield and see the organization and and how it's all put together that just the scope of it you just don't realize it you know you think you're out here in the country not doing much good but everybody together just makes such a it makes such a unified effort you know and and you can get so much stuff accomplished with that many people behind it and, yeah. and it is the more banquets i go to uh, you know i gritted my teeth when i went to my first banquet i live in southeastern part of kansas and it was a six and a half hour drive to my first banquet i went to wow. you know when i started doing the westerns parts of the state and i i just gritted my teeth i said man i promised i'd do it i'm gonna go do it and i started meeting so many great people and thanking so many volunteers and and once i got there it just i had so much fun doing it, i couldn't wait to get to the next one you know and yeah. um and i just had a blast doing it and and love to spread the word about the nwtf yeah so i know that you know how this process works and we get to vote for three out of the six candidates who are running why should we cast one of our three votes for the board of directors for you? That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm not one. real sure about that. <laughs> it's not a loaded well, question. To be honest with you, yeah, there you go. To be honest with you, you know, I use a common sense business approach to anything I, I do. So, you know, I'm going to look at it from that angle. And I think there's, you know, I don't know whether people wear it of aware of it or not and again this is the openness part you know last year we found out that they were running in in the red you know uh to the tune of about four million dollars and when becky came in she she acquired that becky humphrey is the ceo she that kind of came with the baggage she had you know when they when she came in there and they've completely turned that thing around and i think that's the that's the course they need to take and you know, and I was kind of blindsided by that. I didn't know that we were running in the red like that. And, I, again, I think it's just the openness part. I, I'd be real open with people. I think Becky's doing a good job of that. She Last year at the National Convention, she had a roundtable meeting with all 50 state chapter presidents. And that was the first time I'd seen that. And it really, I think it opened a lot of people's eyes about some of the problems we were having and, and different things like that. And it, how they're turning them around. And they have turned it around. I think they're... I uh, just got their profit and loss statement, I guess what you'd call it, last week. And I think they're well over a million dollars in the black this year. So they've Great. done a complete turnaround. And I think there's more that needs to be done. You know, it's a business it's like anything else. And I think it needs to be looked at. And the other reason uh, I'd give you is I ask a lot of questions. I'm not shy. 
And I, you know, if I, if I sit, if I'm sitting there and listen to something, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to at least have them explain a little better. So either it makes sense to me or we figure out that it doesn't make sense, you know, one or the other. And, you know, other than that, I just, again, the openness, I just, I, I just think that, you know, I think Becky's really turned that around. I really do from what I've seen in the prior years and, but anyway, that that's kind of way, you know, I did something in Kansas that's kind of pet peeve of mine. I just went around and asked everybody how much money we got in our checking account sitting around the state. And I remember I getting some pushback on it, you know, and I said, man, that's just a basic question everybody should know. And I know on the national level that this is a question that came up in that roundtable meeting we had. And, and, you know, in the state of Kansas found out, and it was a pretty simple process. It wasn't real talk real tough to it wasn't like a an audit or anything you know mm-hmm. i just asked the rds i said when you get down to your banquets i just want to know how much money is left in their accounts and it was amazing uh the, the they were doing some pushback on it and saying oh don there isn't as much money as you think out there most of the chapters got zero checking account balances or got a hundred dollars in there or whatever i said it doesn't matter if it's zero or a million dollars i don't care which one it is it's it's what it, we need to know the answer. Right. It's it's just, it's a question we need to know an answer. And you know it's surprising when we got done. There was like seventy eight thousand dollars sitting out there in the checking accounts. Yeah. And you know, and our our regional biologist, or I'll be honest with you, I don't know his exact title, but he said, you know, I can turn that into a quarter million dollars real easy by matching funds and stuff on projects we need to do. And mm-hmm. I think that's a big concern out there, too. You know, and I, I at the board meeting, I asked her, but I said, okay, now I want to see a show of hands. How many are surprised how much money's out there? And everybody in the room raised their hand. And that's yeah. just a thing. And, you know, we haven't decided to do anything with that money or anything else. I've made some suggestions of what we could do with it to get it back into the system. But simply by paying for their banquet, you know, their meals at their banquets, it puts it back into the system, you know, mm-hmm. and it helps their net profits on their banquets and different things like that. But we haven't done anything with it yet. But those are the kind of questions I ask. And, and I think their questions need to be asked. And I think they're questions that need to be answered, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll ever fully know what's out there. And that's just some of the stuff. I, You know, and the other part is, uh, you know, I'm a good listener. I'll I know I talk a lot, too, but <laughs> I'll, I'll listen, too, and, and there's some smart people, some really smart people on that board, and it's going to be a learning experience for me. You know, when I got on the state board, it was a learning experience. Right. So, you know, and I'm willing to learn and willing to jump in there, but, man, I'll be honest with you. If I hear something that just doesn't make sense to me, I'll I'll jump in at both feet, you know, and see see what's going on. So, Yeah, good deal. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer. All right, so I'm sure you and I could talk about the NWTF for a long time, but I need to get you yeah. back on with your day. But before I do cut you loose, I would love for you to tell us the story of your most recent successful turkey hunt and one or two of the things that you did or that happened that helped to make that hunt a success. Right. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't hardly shoot turkeys anymore. I've killed my share over the years, and I, I, but my hunts, I do still go turkey hunting, and normally I take first-time hunters out or, you know, somebody that's mainly just first-time hunters. I try to yeah. get them out as much as I possibly can. So as far as my success is just taking people out and, and, and introducing them to the world of, of hunting, period. I don't care if it's turkey hunting or any kind of hunting, just the outdoors, you know. Right. You know, I last year I took my granddaughter out, you know, and, 
And I guess what makes successful is is me and her just being out in the woods together, you know. Yeah. And th- I'm trying to think of some crazy Turkish story, but <laughs> I've got a lot of them. But but they're all from a long time ago, you know. As far as my turkeys hunts go, but sell the Waddell and Doctor Kinemar hunt. They come up on me and hunt every year. The one we sell at national convention. Oh yeah. And those are always those are always just great great hunts. Of course, you get to spend time with Michael Waddell and Nick Munch usually there. And Doctor Kinemar, he just left. He just came up and went deer hunting with me. He left about a week or so ago. But those are always just so successful. Of course, you got Waddell calling. That's the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life, you know, and hunting with. And (laughs) he's the most aggressive turkey hunter I've been around. But the people that come to that thing, uh, you know, they they give great amounts of money to the NWTF to, to be able to come and hunt with Michael. And we just have so much fun and so much camaraderie in the camp and and they become friends of mine when they come up, and and we've just you know I guess that's the success, successful successful turkey hunts I've had. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're more successful than me killing a bird. To be honest with you. Well, and that's one of the things that I like about that question. Quite honestly, is that we all have a different idea of what a successful hunt is. And, right. You know, for the first season turkey hunters, just going out and hearing a turkey gobble. And maybe interacting with that turkey is a success, you know. And so that, and then you go from someone like that to someone who's maybe five years into it, and they'll tell you a successful hunt is one where they kill. And then you talk to somebody who's been doing it for 30 years, and they'll tell you a successful hunt is one where they took somebody out, a first time hunter, and they got their first bird. So, you know, we've all got our, our idea of what. A successful hunt is and i think that that question or the answers to that question just go to prove that we make a successful hunt ourselves in our heads and yep. you know if we've got the mindset to go ki- to kill one every time we go out and we don't do that maybe we need to step back and take a look at why we're going out and absolutely and so yeah well I'm, i'll tell you i i tell people i try to teach them that anticipation is 90 percent of the hunt you know i hunt all over north america i bow hunt all over i've hunted grizzly bear moose mountain lions you name it i've hunted it and and you know usually the hunts themselves are you know usually kind of miserable to be honest mm-hmm. with yeah yeah <laughs> i mean how many times you've been sitting out on a turkey and you got a stick sticking in you don't want to move or or it's cold and you know, but man, it's the moment you share out there and the and the time you spend with somebody and, and you learn their, you know, the old saying is you, you don't know somebody until you, you know, right. share hunting camp with them. Yeah. And you, you learn their morals and their, their, you know, whether they're, you know, honest people and stuff, you know, anybody can cheat a turkey, you know, you can, you can, you know, shoot them off the roost if you want and say, well, I went out and hunted a turkey, you know, right. but it, it, it's the people that. And you try to teach them the what what it's fun. I tell people anticipation, just just dreaming about the hunts, a lot of it, you know. And then I tell people after the hunt, you know, you may have been cold this morning, but three weeks, the longer you're home or the longer you're away from your hunt, the better the hunt becomes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and you and the memories that you pick up later on, you know, the, the when I take first people to shoot the first turkey, they they shoot that turkey and and they're all excited and everything. And and it's really later on when they remember, oh, man, remember stepping in the water and getting my feet wet or, you know, just little things like that that I think just make the hunt, you know. 
I had yeah. a buddy of mine tell me one time, he says, Don, those are the stories. Anybody can tell you they killed a turkey. You know, it's the it's the stories along the way and meeting people. And I had a guy call me yesterday from Hawaii, and he wants to come out here and go deer hunting. And I said, well, how did you find out about me? Because I don't even out it. I just He yeah. said, I read about you in the turkey magazine. I just thought I'd call you. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're going to swap him a uh hawaii turkey for a deer yeah that's what that's what i talked to him about yesterday i said man if i can come down there and hunt a turkey he said absolutely you know he's 72 years old lived there his whole life in hilo hawaii so it's pretty yeah. cool I've, I've never had anybody come up and hunt uh, from hawaii and i told him i said well you're gonna be my guest and you just come up here he was talking to me about outfitters asked me if i knew any outfitters he right. was telling me he's getting some raw deals on outfitters and i said man you know the bad part is everybody you know you can't believe how many people want to come to kansas go turkey hunting you know we're we're here all yeah. the time and and don't think about it that much but I've made some. I've I've got one group that come up here. Seventeen years now they've been coming up here because I met them in Arkansas on a job, and I invited them to come up and go turkey hunting. And we've made a seventeen-year friendship out of the deal. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's the great part about it. It's just fantastic. I've I've just made so many friends through the NWTF. It's just been unbelievable for me. Yeah, and you can tell I don't talk much, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you didn't talk, it'd have been a very boring interview. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, no, uh, hey, I appreciate your time today and sneaking away from work to have a little chat with me about turkey hunting and the NWTF board of directors and so on and so forth. So, I wish you a lot of luck in the election. I know the results will be in here in a few weeks, and yep. I wish you luck with that. And. Hopefully, I'll get to see you in Nashville, so I'm going to hang on to your number and shoot you a text message Absolutely. when I show up in I'd Nashville love to, to shake your hand. Absolutely. Yep. Good Look deal. forward to it. Well, Don, thanks right, a bunch, man. man. I really appreciate you. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and we'll look forward to seeing you in February. Merry Christmas to you, too, and I will see you in February. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, man. Thank All you. Right. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Okay, I hope that conversation helped you guys get to know Don a bit better and to decide if you want to cast one of your votes for him. Don is a very nice guy and is very personable as well, as you can tell by the interview. And I know he would love to have one of your votes. So last but not least is yet another very friendly and very passionate candidate. I'll let Kent Danjanovich tell us more about himself and why he wants our vote for the NWTF Board of Directors. Listen in, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. I'm happy to tell you that I have on the line with me today Kent Danjanovich. And Kent is one of the candidates running for the NWTF Board of Directors. And we're going to talk to Kent today and pick his brain a little bit about why he's running and why he thinks we should cast one of our three votes for him. And then I'm going to twist his arm and get him to tell us a turkey hunting story. So, Kent, how are you and where are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, Andy. I'm actually talking to you from southern Utah. My wife and I live in a small town called Santa Clara. This is just outside St. George, Utah, which uh, many people know about. It's in the southwest corner of the state, about 120 miles north of Las Vegas. Okay. Very cool. It's a beautiful part of the world. So what you don't know about me is I am a little over halfway through with my Super Slam. And oh, okay. year before last, and I'm doing this with three buddies from college, and we have all gotten 
pretty far along in this process, but year before last, we went to Arizona and Utah, and I, I tell you, I just fell in love with Utah. It's got to be one of the prettiest states that I've been in, and that part of it that you're in is absolutely gorgeous. It's it's really unique. Yeah, you know, Utah is known for, I guess, more for its snow in the northern part of the state, but when you get down to the southern part of the state, you know, we're only at 2,500 feet here, so more of a Las Vegas uh, type of a scene, but we're you know, we're within 50 miles of 10,000-foot mountains as well. So really a pretty contrast. And then you get into the red uh, sand deserts down here in southern Utah. You're right. It is gorgeous. Yeah, very good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into turkey hunting. Well, I've been a hunter all of my life. I grew up in the southern part of the Salt Lake City Valley uh, in the north-central part of the state. And back in the day when uh, actually now it's wall-to-wall businesses and homes, but back then it was fields and crops for, you know, as far as you could see. Pheasants were kind of what I was brought up on. Uh, of course, morning doves, uh, at least that opening weekend of September was always great. And checkers yeah. around the rolling, rolling foothills of the northern part of the state and southern Nevada were really what I grew up on, and I've never lost a passion for that. You know, turkeys were a little bit different for me because they were actually even introduced. I don't think there was a known turkey in the state of Utah before 1985. Yeah, And in 85, I actually followed my passion as a golf, PGA golf professional to Southern Utah. And about the time they were being introduced and over the next few years, actually they thrived in the Southern Utah area. And that's kind of how I got into it. And the thing that really intrigued me about turkeys was I was a big game hunter as well. I loved to hunt deer and elk in Utah. And they were really the only other thing you could pursue along that line of elk where you could call them in. And that really intrigued me and gave me the excitement uh, for the pursuit of turkeys. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. That's interesting. You know, unfortunately, I don't talk to a whole lot of people who live in states where they say there were no turkeys in the state. You know, most of the people <laughs> I talk to say, well, there, you know, when I was young, there weren't any turkeys in the area that I was in, but you had to travel a little bit north or a little bit west or whatever, and, you know, you could find some turkeys there. But, right, yeah, where you are is a pretty unique area in, in the turkey world, I think. I think a lot well, you of— You know, the neat thing— uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think a lot of biologists are probably a little bit surprised about how well the turkeys have done in Utah. So, uh, you know, a great surprise. Yeah, you know, and the interesting thing about that, we went from not a turkey known in this part of the country to now we have, uh, I believe, close to 30,000 estimated in the state. And so Rios and Miriams, and we've even been one of the states that have thrived so well, uh, kind of a almost like a poster child for the NWTF as far as uh, our populations that they use our turkeys in a lot of surrounding states to help them get established where they need them as well. That's awesome. So can you tell us why you're running for the NWTF Board of Directors? Because, you know, I think it's one of those jobs that there's just not a lot of glamour that goes along with it, even though it's a necessary position for any organization, especially one the size of the NWTF. But tell us why you're running for the board. You know, I've been involved in a lot of different conservation groups and still am to this day, even other than the NWTF. I'm a uh, lucky to be in the outdoor industry. I am the co-owner and editor of the Sportsman's News, which is official monthly publication of Sportsman's Warehouse. 
And through that, of course, I've been able to be involved in hunting and fishing operations around the world. And I first got introduced to the NWTF, coincidentally, on a fishing trip assignment to the Kenai, Alaska area. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be, talk about fate, I just happened to be joined on a couple of the days of that, fit, of that fishing excursion with the then president of the Utah chapter of the NWTF, John Leonard. And by the end of the week, a new chapter had been created in Southern Utah. And now I've been the president of that Southern chapter of uh, uh, the Southern Utah Talking Turkeys chapter for nine years. Wow. That's awesome. So you basically made the commitment and got all the information you needed at that point in time to start that chapter while you were on that trip. Yes. You know, I I really wasn't involved uh, per se with the NWTF at that particular time. But I knew right away that that was the organization of all the ones I'd been involved in that was going to be able to be looking out the most for uh, the creation and preservation of habitat, Hmm. bringing in hunters to the sport, and not looking for that pat on the back where a lot of the other organizations do. And you know as well as I do, and most of the listeners know, it's not just preserving habitat that benefits only wild turkeys. It's habitat that benefits many, many species of animals. So that's very important. You know, and especially in Utah, especially in Utah, that is monumental because as across the country, you know, there's a lot of civilization encroaching in on the habitat that was used for wild game of, of all species in the past. And so in Utah, especially, we are able to create and maintain areas that can coexist or can be preserved specifically for wild game. You know, now that may be, in our case, areas where we think that would be the best habitat for wild turkeys. But as you say, that's that's the neat thing about the, the NWTF is that we're creating and preserving habitat that help all species of game, not just wild turkeys, but deer, elk, you name it, grouse. It's, it's a neat thing to be able to see those areas created and uh, bring in all types of wildlife habitat and species. Yeah, very true. So I think I may have cut you off in your answer to that question about why you're running for the NWTF Board of Directors, so I apologize if I did, but is there something that you wanted to add or, or tack on to the end of the answer before I interrupted you, and I apologize for that? Oh, that's no problem. I, I'm a little bit of a rambler. I'm, I'm not much of a campaigner, but, you know, like you said, this position really, to me, is a chance for the West to get a little bit more interaction with the national scene for the NWTF. Mm-hmm. We have so much to offer in this part of the country, and we may not be as well known for specifically our turkey uh, hunting availability, but believe me, and, and, and you know this, we have a unique situation out here. And I, I know that from the success that we've had in Utah, going to a lot of the, the meetings as, a, as a, being part of the executive board in the state of Utah with the national people, they really admire the things we've been able to do here in the West, and especially in Utah. And I've been trying to expand the knowledge of a lot of our readers in our publication, The Sportsman's News, month the last year or two and the different things that the reason why 
it's important not only to preserve the wild habitat for wild turkeys, but all game, like we talked about. You know, one of the neatest things to me is that I've been able to interact so much with young people new to the sport as far as our mentoring program goes. And the thing that people have to understand, you know, a, a lot has been talked about as far as the youth programs go. But if those youth don't have an adult to get them started or take them with when they're young, they're not going to get into the sport. And so a lot of my emphasis has been on all walks of life and all ages of people to bring them into a sport that really can last a lifetime. Yeah. So as you know, we get three votes to cast for candidates to the board of directors. And this year there are six candidates who are running. And so I know this is a little bit of a tough question to to answer for many people just because it kind of makes us feel like we're bragging a little bit. But why should we cast one of our three votes for the board of directors for you? I really believe uh, in uh, this case, again, I I think it's very important to get input and feedback from different areas of the country. Being from the West, we haven't had as much of a situation to be there. We uh, do have a lady from Arizona that is on the board of directors at this time, and I know that that's been a great thing for us out West uh, to get that interaction and to be able to give some of our expertise from what we've learned and implement out here to what's going on in other parts of the country. I just feel that I'm uh, that in my position, especially, I would be able to bring great awareness to a lot of new hunters and participants from around the country, and especially out west, to what we have to offer from the NWTF. I just think that I have a lot of things that I have learned over the years, not only from turkey hunting standpoints, but in, from the our great situation of the Second Amendment and being able to express that through our involvement in shooting and hunting sports. And I just feel that, again, uh, this is a little bit out of my realm uh, trying to get someone in the national scene, but I just feel that this is a great opportunity, not only for myself, but for the West to be able to have a little bit more of a voice in what's going on. So I know you and I could probably stay on the phone and talk about the NWTF and all the awesome things that the organization's doing for the better part of the day, but I want to move on from talking business and let's talk fun. So can you share the story of your most recent successful turkey hunt and one or two of the things that happened on that hunt that helped to make it a success? Well, probably one of my most monumental turkey hunts. I've had two or three over my lifetime, but one that really probably is the most special to me that happened within the last couple of years is my oldest grandson just turned 16. And I remember the first time that uh, he went with me on a specific turkey hunt. It was one of those uh, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed experiences for him, I know, as we set up our uh, blind and I did the calling and brought in a big tom. And I was able to harvest that bird on that particular trip when he was young, even younger than the age here in, in Utah, to be able to harvest a bird. Mm-hmm. But that really instilled in him one of his first really hunting experiences of any type. And to this day, now he's had, he's been able to harvest a couple of birds. I've been on uh, one of those trips with him and, and was able to help him be a successful participant in the sport. And 
Now that's one of the first things he's looking forward to every December. We have to put in for a draw situation for the early hunt here in Utah. Right. And he drew that last year in Harvest a Bird. And again, I've, I've always been fascinated and, and knowing from my youth how important hunting was to me and to be able to now pass that on to my grandkids and hopefully them onto theirs. Again, that's going to be what helps to keep this sport alive for generations to come. Very true. Kent, I appreciate your time today in letting us get to know you a little bit better while you're running for the board. Those little blurbs, the couple of paragraphs in the NWTF Turkey Country magazine are great, but they don't give the readers or the members of the NWTF really an opportunity to kind of get to know you. And so I think that doing these interviews helps everyone that's listening to the show that's a member. I know it helps me make my mind up about who I'm going to vote for. And so I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on and chat with us. I appreciate your devotion to the NWTF and your commitment by running for the board. And I wish you a lot of luck in the election. And hopefully I'll get to see you in February in Nashville. Well, I thank you for the opportunity to get out a little bit of word on myself. And again, really what it's all about is bringing outdoorsmen together in a great pursuit of one of the great species here that we have available to all of us in the outdoor world. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, have a great day and hope to talk to you again soon. Appreciate it, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, Kent. Goodbye. Hopefully you now have a better idea of who Kent Danjanovich is and whether or not you'll cast one of your votes for him. I know that he would also appreciate a vote from you. I also hope that you have a better idea of who all of the candidates are and who you'll vote for. So just to recap, before I sign off to vote myself, here's how the voting works. So you guys received your ballot for the Board of Directors election in your November-December edition of Turkey Country Magazine. You can complete your ballot by casting votes for only three candidates. There are six candidates running, but you can only vote for three. Ballots with more or less than three votes will not be counted. The ballots don't require postage, and the address where they need to be sent is on the tear-out postcard size ballot between pages 16 and 17 of the November-December edition of Turkey Country Magazine. The ballots have to be back in to the company that's tallying the votes by January the 4th, 2019, so we need to get those in the mail very soon. And as Aunt B says, get to it! Hey guys, your vote for the board of directors really does matter, and your voice matters. This is your opportunity to have it be heard. Very few people actually vote for the board of directors for the NWTF, and it's not just the NWTF, but it's many different organizations. We, the members, get to choose the people who will determine the direction that the organization goes in, and it's very important that we take that pretty seriously. So all of you guys who are members of the NWTF, get those ballots completed and get those in by January 4th. All right, that's all that I have for you guys today. But before I cut you loose, I have two 
huge favors to ask of you. First, please forward and share the social media posts for this week's episode on Facebook and Twitter. That's a huge help to spread the word about the show, and it's much appreciated by me. And the second favor of the week is for you guys to please have a very Merry Christmas. And be sure to take time out to spend a bit of time with someone you love or someones you love or who loves you. Let's also take some time to reflect on this past year and all of our blessings in life. Please keep the men and women serving us in our military and their families in your prayers as well. With all that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.